Hey everybody, and welcome to another long, long overdue episode of Indie Soup. I have been on a hiatus for a while. I've had a lot of life things happen, a lot of strange, random things happen, but I'm back now. I'm back for a bit, and hopefully on a more continuous schedule again, but who knows? Who knows? 2020, 2021... It's always different. You can never you can never count on anything to work properly. But I am here with the wonderful, amazing, and talented Kama Fox. How are you doing? Hi. Hi, I'm doing quite fine. Thank you very much. That's great to hear. And you, like me, have fallen very, very deep into the Final Fantasy XIV hole. Uh, uh, yeah, de- definitely very deep. I'd say it consumed my life. Yeah, that's that's how I feel about it. Like... Time-wise, content-making-wise, just in general, I mean, even a little bit, I guess a little bit of my soul and heart as well, it's, it's, it's taken a lot. It's, it's been an experience, is the only way I can describe it. Mm, definitely. So, I wanted to ask you, because we're just going to get into it, uh, we're, we're going to talk about Final Fantasy fourteen, the pros, the cons, like, what is it? I mean, most of the world knows what it is by now, but if, in case... Some people haven't given it a shot. I hope we can properly sell it as well, because it's really been an incredibly positive experience for me, with a few hitches here and there, or like speed bumps I'm not too happy with, but overall it's been a good experience. Uh, how long have you been playing it for now? Okay, so uh, there, there's a couple of sides to that story. I got it on release, I think 10 years ago. Uh, I played it back then. I didn't get that into it. It was horrible. But you you hear stories about version 1 quite a lot. And then I think about three years back, I finally decided to, yeah, well, you know, maybe I should give it a a shot. Uh, Tried it again for a little bit. I got to one of the the gates in the story that they keep on talking about, the the filters, and uh, stopped playing for, for a good long time. And I think sometime last year, I started again, new character, fresh start, uh, got further this time, and then stopped. And uh, earlier this year, I got a, a, one of those you know things that they draw people back. They give you two free weeks to try out the game again. And, and mm-hmm. then I got hard hooked. And I think uh, since then, I've put in 500-ish hours into the game. Wow. Okay, that is a lot. <laughs> I mean, I'm not one to do this. I've I've probably put in a hundred hours at this point now, but my story is sort of similar. I didn't I didn't try version one. I had a friend who played version one. He showed it to me. He said it was awful and he hated it. He barely played it, if I remember correctly. Then about two years ago, I tried a free trial of this game. Like I think they had the seven day free trial. Where you could play just uh, a realm reborn it's i i think i played it for like two days and i got bored of it and just stopped then at some point last year during COVID and lockdown i bought the entire pack like the game and all the expansions and i was like okay i'm gonna really try it now again i think i played it for like a week and then i just never went back to it because i just i just i just couldn't get into it then uh, a friend of mine bought me 60 days game time because they went they tried it again and was like you need to try it again i'm like okay fine i'll play it now there's a little bit of guilt involved i can't say no i'll give it a try just so we can play together and once i reached a certain point specifically for those in the know the inquisition storyline i was hooked completely i wanted to keep playing this game and i still want to keep playing this game i'm i still just there's so much to experience and there's so much I still want to experience. It's just so good. But the thing is that um, as a negative for new people, because I think the game is free till level 60 now, right? Yeah, it's it's free to the end of Heavenswood. It's free until the end of Heavenswood, uh, which I still haven't finished yet because uh, I kind of, I've sort of been dicking around in the game a bit, just doing raids. I've been doing a lot of raids, <laughs> just for the fact of it because there's a lot of fun um so i haven't finished heaven's Ward yet i did finish a realm reborn which made a video about that ending blew my mind i i would never expect it 
and I feel don't feel know if you feel the same way about this, but never expected uh, MMO to have a story of this caliber. Yeah, no, I, I felt exactly the same. And uh, every now and then, when I think, I think I kind of know what's going on, and I kind of get used to the the new story trends and and stuff like that. Uh, the game just throws me another curveball, uh, another plot twist, and you're like, oh wow, all these things that I thought, uh, you know, now they make sense. But you're it's a twist. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the thing. Like this game has a lot of twists and turns in the story, but they never feel too forced. The, the best way I can describe it is they feel earned. It, it, the story feels like it's going in a direction you can sort of see where it's going, but it still surprises you, even though you're like, I know what's going to happen right now. Oh wait. Yeah, it, it, it's usually you, the thing that you think is going to happen to a certain degree happens, but then there are lots of things attached to that that you didn't expect, and and like you say, yeah. it, it feels earned. You can you can trace the the build up to these twists, starting way back, you know, twenty thirty levels ago, and and now mm. you're getting the payoff of what's what's happening there. Yeah. Specifically, the the first game, uh, A Realm Reborn, which is the the remaster remake of the original failed version one. There is a lot of things set up in that which do not technically get finished in A Realm Reborn because there's a bunch of post-game patches that came out after the game was released to continue the story, build upon it. And at the end of those post-game patches is where the story takes a real turn. That's where it feels like the real ending of a realms reborn is happening yeah uh, yeah no I, I agree with you there it it kind of um it, it kind of feels like the the story gets to a satisfying conclusion one of the plot lines and then the the second or third plot line starts being tied up or uh, explored in that and then you get to an ending where the sort of geopolitical or not geopolitical, but uh, the the political storyline that's been kind of in the background gets wrapped up in such a dramatic fashion. And the thing about this game's story is, and the part that surprised me the most, is is intrigue and politics are just a big part of it. Like it's it's like a Game of Thrones book in how many houses and vie for control, and there's land being talked about, and there's a lot happening here. But the thing about it that is amazing, and I I can't believe this, you can follow all of it pretty easily. It's not too confusing. You think it would be. You think like this established world, you're getting into it. But it's it's told to you through such a um, like bare bones way at first. And the main storyline at the beginning is very, it's not too complicated. There's some... There's some sprinklings of deeper plot in the background being thrown your way. But most of it is just like a bunch of giant monsters are running around and you need to kill them. That's it. That's the first game's plot in a nutshell. Some evil people are making it so that giant monsters are being summoned. Yeah, then you then there's also the, the very obvious villain set up with uh, Gaius von, mm. von Balzar, I believe is his name. Oh, yeah. And and the the evil empire the dramatic music the like all the tropes of the bad guys get set up but even that gets played uh unexpectedly yes it kind of does and obviously there's more twists and turns to that than is expected but i won't spoil any of i'm not going to spoil anything here in terms of the plot but there is a rich world here that you can work on and what I really like about how the story is presented, I'm going to say a positive and a negative. Uh, I'm going to start with a negative is there is a little too many story quests um, that have you just fuffing around a bit, which is like, talk to this person, walk five feet to talk to another person, you finish the quest. Like, stuff like that's a little too much, but like, even if you rush through those things, you can still follow the plot very easily because the game presents itself with these very well done cutscenes which are the most important part of the story so so it, it the game knows to give you like its own cliff notes at the same time because maybe you're uh, you're not into the story that much but at least you want to know what's going on so 
you'll never feel lost with the plotline, which is a big deal for me because I've played World of War. I tried playing World of Warcraft more than once, multiple MMOs, and usually with those games, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I'm just in this world farming pelts. Yeah, and it, like uh, I, I personally, I've tried also World of Warcraft years ago, and uh, the the sheer amount of uh, fetch quests, or not actually the fetch quests. My big problem was kill ten or twenty of these things types of quests. Yeah, they they got a bit much. Uh, I even did, I think, uh, what was the other one? Uh, not EverQuest. I I did one of the other MMOs, and it was I I quit on that game when I had to kill a um, hundred. I had to get a hundred pages for a book that'll give me something cosmetic and a little bit of lore I think but it had a 10% drop chance off the enemy so that that killed it for me oh hell no (laughs) no 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 I would not do that I mean to give a good example of that is um, uh, for new game new world new world has a lot of quests where you need to kill like x number of rams there's this one quest you have to kill like a I think four rams and there's just a bunch of players all camped there waiting for them to spawn and you all sort of have to <laughs> see who's quicker and it's very frustrating but uh, Final Fantasy 14 at least stops with those quests pretty early on there's a few like get to this area fight a boss here's a story quest where you need to run through kill a few enemies it's not there's not a lot of complicated questing in that game but again it's it's carried a lot by its story and then what, in my opinion, is the best part of the game, gameplay-wise, is the dungeons and the boss battles, which are... Yo, I can't even describe how amazing they are. <laughs> I, will spe- I will specifically remember a memory before I even started playing it again. This time, I watched you play it uh, on your stream, and you showed me the Shiva boss battle, and... <laughs> When that music kicks in, you're just like, this is the coolest thing ever. And I still listen to that song every now and again. Because yeah, it, it's it, really, it's... It, it's on my hype list. Yeah, no, it's a it's a hype song. Uh, because, listeners, I need, to descri- I need to describe this, and I don't know how to describe it in the, the proper wording. But Final Fantasy XIV not only has really good dungeons that are a lot of fun, there's a lot of mechanics and... They keep adding new stuff all the time to how fights work and like there's like hit markers, um, AOE attacks you need to dodge in a certain order, uh, hiding behind cover and stuff like that. Those stuff are really cool. But the thing that catches me every time is how damn good the music is in these boss battles and dungeons. The first time you fight Garuda, which is one of the big monsters, that song was is still one of my favorite songs of all time in video gaming it is hype is the only word i can describe it is hype as hell and i sometimes will just fight garuda to hear that song again because it's so good there's a reason you can get all this music on spotify because it's amazing and <laughs> it's a great workout mix i i i have to admit that so no, that- yeah that, it's just I continue uh, that is that is very true. The um, the 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 typical thing that I do in most games and uh, most MMO type games is I immediately shut down the music because it's yeah. frustratingly repetitive. Uh, in this one, I I didn't do that for the longest time because it, it's Final Fantasy. The Final Fantasy mm. combat song is nostalgic at at worst. So I listen to it, and and then when you get to the unique boss battles or or just unique story events where the music uh, makes the experience so much more uh, involved, exciting, or emotional for the sad parts or whatever whatever they're trying to evoke, the music adds to it. It doesn't detract from the from the game. It makes it feel more epic. By when far. you fight the final boss, when you fight the final boss in a realm reborn, 
that final boss theme is one of the most epic songs I have ever heard in a video game. And you feel it. You feel it. Even though you're playing with a bunch of people who've done this dungeon like a hundred times. So they're just rushing through it. Uh, which isn't as great as you would expect. But you still get the cutscenes. You still get the feeling of like the difficulty of the boss. And you can fight him again as many times as you want. But that music just... I don't want to say carries, but it enhances so much of the game. It's 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 next level, and I haven't even heard all the songs. I've uh, I, I I've heard some songs from the expansions and sections I haven't played, but I haven't heard like the full music mix because I want to keep it a secret to myself because I keep a lot of things secret, and it just sounds like they continue this trend of amazing music to help enhance the the setting and the mood. Yeah, and you you can hear the the quality of the music. Um increase as you go from from the one game to the next mm. game uh one thing i only realized uh, very recently is the uh based on which expansion you're in uh or at least it it's so for um shadowbringer the combat music changes and uh there's it seems like they have a couple of different uh combat songs based on whether or not you're fighting something sort of on your level or something a little bit higher level or, or bigger, something a little bit more really? intense. And and the quality of the music goes from, I'd, I'd almost like to say Final Fantasy VIII, Fethos Lusik type of, you know, dramatic quality that you start off with in A Realm Reborn up to uh, Advent Children, the the movie, the, the semi-rock vibes yeah, yeah, yeah. that they added into it there. It's, I, I just love the progression. Mm. No, I mean, there's a lot of rock music in this. You know, you know a fight's getting serious when drums get involved. When the drums come out, that's when you know it just got really serious. Yeah, so true. I think it's Ultima's Bane specifically. It's just like those drums come out, and you're like, oh no, <laughs> it's the second phase. It's it's so good. It just it brings so much to a game, and it it, it does beg the question. For me specifically, and I don't feel like I've talked to I can talk to you about this, and I and I want your opinion on this for Final Fantasy fourteen. How does Final Fantasy fourteen stand out as a single player game? Because I I went through it mostly alone, except when you have to group up with people for dungeons and stuff. Like the game will automatically help you with that very easily. It's it's literally like you 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 tick you tick a bar and then you just wait for a group, and everyone's super friendly. I have to say that um, I've not done a lot of toxic raids. I've done maybe two where people got a little too angry at each other. And there's going to be a video on one of them. Just you wait. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, that a free fight went uh, somewhere I was not expecting. But I think Final Fantasy XIV, if you sort of focus on the story... And you just follow that. And maybe a few side quests if you want to just level up your job a little easier. But if you just focus on the story, it feels like it makes a pretty good... Not not like one of the best single-player games ever, but I feel like it makes a pretty good single-player game. No, that that's very, very true. The uh, well, I'm, I'm not actually the typical person to be playing MMOs to start off with. Same. Uh, the ones that I have played and enjoyed were usually more story-focused ones. Uh, I'm talking Guild Wars, mm. uh, Guild Wars 2. Yeah. Uh, they, they had very interesting and intriguing stories going on in the background. You had to do uh, playing with friends. I fought, I was fortunate back then. I had a, had a group of friends that were all going through the games and all the expansions at the same time. So I, I never had to look for a group, which I heard is uh, can be a nightmare in those types of games. Uh, yes. In... Like you mentioned in Final Fantasy, you uh, there's a trope that uh, pickup groups or pugs are are bad, and in Final Fantasy they're not. They're wholesome. People usually help you if you're friendly. They're friendly. I haven't I haven't heard yeah. I haven't had the the experience where I was being friendly and someone else was being mean towards me. I uh, found out recently that that's part of their uh, terms of service and things like that. There's a whole website now that that gives you examples of you know toxic interactions being not allowed and if you get uh, you can get uh, penalized for that but all that aside 
the game has a majority of its story being explored in uh, in the single player narrative. Uh, the few instances where your story is tied to a group of people joining you, it's got a very good narrative reason for why you have a group of adventurers joining you. Um, yes. Through those, you kind of uh, you walk away. The cutscenes are focused around you. They uh, they don't necessarily always feature the rest, except for the last two, where for just to give a sense of epicness and scale. Uh, it starts off with you seeing the full party, but um, yeah. Other than that, the story is very much focused around you. You feel like the main character. You uh, progress through this. You don't feel like a faceless, another somebody in the group. Just you know, mm. doing whatever it is the rest of the people are doing. The the story is centered around you, your growth, your growth as a part of the the various groups that you join, and. Uh, the world also starts to recognize you to a degree. It it feels good. It feels like a single-player game that every now and then you just have to group up with a bunch of random people. Yeah, and again with the story is like there's a bunch of really good characters you get to meet and one really bad character you get to meet <laughs> whose name I'm not allowed to say anymore because everyone gets angry at me. <laughs> but... <laughs> Alpha not. But the point is, there's like really good characters in this game, which is um it's it's just so surprising to me of how invested I got into this world. And it's not because of Final Fantasy. Now I grew up on Final Fantasy games. Uh Final Fantasy eight was my first RPG I ever played. And I've I've played most of the Final Fantasy games, but over the years I've sort of fallen out of love with the franchise just because I did not like 13 at all 15 i also could not get into and 14 like uh, i wasn't gonna play that that's an mmo i'm not an mmo kind of guy um but now that i've been playing 14 along with the story it's all it also has a lot of like throwbacks and like small nods to the earliest franchise it's made me fall back in love with just the entire franchise which i don't know maybe that's propaganda so you buy the other games but I, I just really enjoy this world. These, the people, I love a lot of the people. I will defend Tataru with my life uh, forever because <laughs> she is the best. Everyone also, protects Tataru. Um, everybody protects Tataru. Okay. Even though she could protect herself, she has that whole line, which is like, I've had to deal with a lot of drunk guys hitting on me. And I'm like, oh, you are the best. <laughs> you are the best character. I love you. But, um,. It's just such a great world, and again, it's 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 a good story to just get wrapped into. Especially, uh, like I said, it's a little slow to get into those first few areas, levels, and stuff is not that fun. But at a certain point, the story just takes such a turn, and you're so invested in, you can't wait to see what happened next. And it continues that momentum all the way through. I'm now in Heavensward, and I'm still going like, what is happening next? More twists and turns coming all around. It's It's been fantastic. And uh, uh, you were mentioning the characters that you like and don't like. Uh, you you get to... Uh, you get to grow accustomed to them. You get to grow close to them to a certain degree. You you learn to like them or hate them. And I mean, they're, they're characters in video games. You, you'll you get various opinions of all the various characters. And the game gives you the opportunity to, to learn about these characters and get, get, you know, get to like them and and see them, you know, kind of get to like your character. And and like yeah. you mentioned, the, the story keep, it, it gets to a point where it goes from feeling like a typical MMO with these quests that seem very typical MMO-like and then it suddenly grips you be that, for me, that moment was uh, the first kidnapping, I'm just going to call it that <laughs> uh, if that's not too spoilery and no. I just wanted to know what, what you know, what, what's going to happen next and that, that story beat uh, ran into the next one that that got me gripped, and since then I've not been able to put this game down because I just want to know. Like every time my questions get answered, 
two or three more have popped up that I just kind of want to get an answer to. And half of it, I think, is very much the likable characters. No, it's it's a huge part of it. And, like, the journey every character goes through um, and as you see them grow. And there's some characters... Um, haven't stood out for me yet, even though I'm told they're amazing. I'm kind of like, eh, I don't feel them as much. And then there's characters I really like that other people are like not big fans on. Uh, but they just, but the thing is also, they don't feel like just quest givers. They feel like these fun people you get to hang out with a lot and go on quests and adventures with. And some of them, well, some of them don't do anything and just get kidnapped. But <laughs> some of them are great. Uh, the only issue with the story, and this is something I feel like a lot of fans and everyone can uh, agree on, is the voice acting. Specifically yes. now for Realm Reborn. is not good for some of them, for some of the characters. My favorite, my favorite waifu, Merle Webb, I think her voice is fantastic. And I think a few characters have really good voices. Um, but some of them just do not fit at all i still maintain the worst voice uh, acting well the voice worst voiced character is the main quest giver in the game minfilia <laughs> oh yeah that is so just, true she just she sounds like and if you've a lot of people are gonna be able to understand what i'm doing remember um okay viewers legend of zelda breath of the wild english zelda that's how she sounds like that voice where you're just like oh no no there's like zero emotion in that voice it's just dead it's just dead and very strong british that's what benfilia sounds like and it's dull it is so dull and i i, I agree with that my uh my favorite voice uh well i i'm, I'm a big fan of two of the voice actors uh the one in A Realm Reborn for Thancred, uh, which is Taliesin, and uh, the other one uh, for Alphanode, which is Sam Regal. Uh, I like them as voice actors. I think they were given very spotty directions, because I never really got to... I, I kind of always felt like it was a bit of a mismatch. Uh, Alphano yes. sounded good, uh, ish, but he sounded so out of character. Like his his voice didn't entirely match the the type of character he was. Tancred was was a lot better, but yo, oh, some of them are are bad. My for me, the worst part was yeah. any Lalafell for some other reason had a squeaky voice, and that drove me up the wall. Oh my word! Two Lalafells are voiced by uh, a, a voice actor I love. I love him to death. Um, he was Leonardo in the 80s Turtles TV series, Cam Clark. He's also Liquid Snake in Metal Gear Solid games. He's an amazing voice actor. And I love him so much. But he voices two Lalafells and I think two different guards. And it is, it's too strong. Of, it's, it's a voice that just does not match at all. And it made me laugh every time I hear it. But I will say, um, some of the some of the main, some of the bad guys, some of the Empire people have pretty good voices as well. Like they really get those performances on well. But it's a lot of voices. If you've watched a lot of like mid two thousands anime or played those games, you will recognize a lot of voices. It is clearly from a studio who's worked with a lot of the same people. Because I think. Um, the main bad guy is voiced by the voice actor from Ghost in the Shell. Um, yeah, I think it's voiced by the guy who does the voice for Bato. I don't know. I don't know voice actors' names that well, but that changes in the next game. And some of the voices I'm not as happy with anymore. They changed Moeweb's voice, and I'm so mad about that because she had the perfect voice, and now she has a softer voice. And I'm like, yeah, no. It uh, the the transition when it uh, when you go into Realm Reborn, you can you can. You can hear that the uh, the quality, not necessarily the recording quality or anything like that, but mm. the the quality of the, I'd like to say, direction of the voice acting, definitely goes up. We do lose a couple yes. of re really really great voices. Like uh, I, I would have been a fan of keeping uh, Sam Regal around, maybe maybe not as Alpha Node, 
and uh, Thancred was fine. Uh, a mm. couple of the others, you know, I'm really glad they replaced. But uh, it it was it's it's an interesting transition, and I know you've had a little bit of trouble with this uh, going from old Alpha Node voice to to the new Alpha Node voice. Uh, I it, think his new voice is actually worse, which is bad for Alphano because I already don't like him. <laughs> so now he has a worse voice. I liked I liked the voice from her. Well, I didn't like the voice. I thought it was I thought it suited him. The new voice he sounds they made him sound too regal. And I'm like, no, don't do that. Don't make him sound too good. <laughs> yeah, I feel no, like it, it, I don't know. It doesn't it, work as well for me. It, it takes a while to get used to. Uh, it, yeah. Fortunately, they increase the amount of voice acting that occurs yes. uh, from A Realm Reborn. And sometimes in A Realm Reborn, there are moments that you're like, okay, why, why is this guy giving me the world's most emotionless pep talk? Uh, and then, you know, there's these voice lines that are... Uh, meaningless and and suddenly that's voiced and then there are parts that feel meaningful and mm. they're not voiced but it's it's fine uh, you 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 kind of go in expecting this especially if people have told you you know watch out for this and then you get into mm. heaven's word and and you get to hear them a lot more which is bad if you don't like them it's good if you if you really enjoy their voices and and alpha node is unfortunately in that middle spot where he isn't Tataru. He he hasn't immediately got the the adoration of thousands of fans, es- especially uh, yeah. not with what's going on. And then and then you kind of have to switch over voices with him. And yeah, it takes it takes a good while. I won't lie, half yeah. of Heaven's Wood had me jarred. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, the 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 thing is about the voice acting, and this is now going into Fall Fantasy just as a whole. Final Fantasy started having voice acting in Final Fantasy X. Final Fantasy X has an amazing cast of voice actors. The voice acting in that game is awful. It is stilted. It is very lacking emotion. And it and it doesn't fit with a lot of characters. That's just because, I don't know, it's um, the translation. Something was lost in the translation. And it's a thing that happens with anime a lot too where the characters just seem completely off by what's happening on screen. And Final Fantasy's had this issue for a while. Final Fantasy twelve had also really good voice actors, but a lot of the acting in that game was not good at all. Specifically, the main character's voice acting and his best friend were awful. Uh, to bring up a character from Final Fantasy XIV, um, who's the tall... Who's the, what's the tall man's name? Robin. The tall elf... Uh, the tall uh, no, 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 Rianger. Uh, yeah. Yeah, his his voice actor voices a character in Final Fantasy twelve, Belfier, who's like he's one of the best voice act characters in that game. Final Fantasy thirteen, same issue. It's really stilted voice acting. There's a few standout performances, but that game's script in general is just bad. So Final Fantasy's always had this issue of bad voice acting. And I think the first game to break that curse was Final Fantasy XV, which has good voice acting. Everyone's emoting properly. It feels like they're in the situation. It feels like they're there, actually, the voices. So I can understand fourteen having that same issue because it came out... I don't know if it's around the same time, A Realm Reborn specifically. came out around the same time or a little bit after fifteen, But it's clear to me that Square, um, as a company, have sort of put a bit more focus into providing good voice acting which is good it's good uh it's it's something that was a bit jarring the first time i played the game and the transition is very jarring but you get used to it you get into it and it just helps the world feel a little bit more alive when they they put more effort into it also in a realm reborn the the voice mixing and this is just for me it often sounds like people are talking from a studio I've I've not uh, I, I don't pay that much attention to to the sound quality of of the voice acting per se, but I've I've heard a lot of people uh, mention that uh, some of the characters sound like they they recorded this from the closet or or something yes. equally bizarre and and it sounds 
you can you can hear the difference. Like it sounds almost like they've been recording in different studios or at least in different settings. It's definitely been like an improvement in terms of like the audio quality and the acting and all that. But I I mean I could actually talk this whole con this whole podcast about <laughs> the audio quality, the voice acting, the music and all that stuff. But I think the main thing we need to get into because like any game, you need to play it. And the gameplay in Final Fantasy XIV, minus the typical trappings of an MMO with, like, your typical quests, get over here, run there, um, which gets a little too much in the beginning. And that's one of the reasons it set me off, is there's a lot of running between places, and the worlds are quite open. But luckily, a lot of things are close by, and teleporting is not too expensive between locations... And once you get over that hurdle, you eventually get a mount, which makes things so much quicker. Uh, very true. The so um, the uh, the you, you kind of get the soft mount first, where you can hire the the chocobo that you you go to wherever you need to go with, and then you uh, you later get your your very own type mount thing. I think it's introduced at at just an appropriate time where the game transitions from being about, you know, exploration and uh, making you feel like the world is very big to, okay, now we need to get around and get stuff done. We can't uh, we can't be legging it from point A to B anymore. We need to now, you know, get get there faster. Yeah, which is also why I will, why I will give this big piece of advice for new players and listen to this very carefully. Just do the story quest. The story and your job quest. Now you might be asking, what's a job quest? Don't worry about it. You will know what that is and why you need to do it because it gets you new abilities. And luckily the game has a handy bar in the top left corner to tell you what to do next for the quickest way to get to where you need to be. So you, you'll never get lost in this MMO, at least. You'll always be moving forward. There's no, there's no cutting off of content like, oh, you need to be level 40 to to do these things because you level up naturally pretty quickly just from doing story quests you get a lot of you get a nice amount of money you get new gear so you don't have to run around and do like other stuff if you want to if you just want to move through the story um, which is what I would highly recommend so you can unlock your mount and you can unlock flying which makes everything so much quicker <laughs> oh yeah flying flying really was the innovation to transport that I was waiting for in that game Yes, definitely. Every mount can fly, by the way, so you don't even have to worry. You don't have to get a specific flying mount. They can all fly, which makes it so much easier. And the game, like I said, is mostly broken up into... There's some story quests, which specifically you have to do alone. You can't do it with a party. And then there's just like regular get some stuff, get go back, talk to the quest giver. But the story quest will oftentimes like have a cutscene involved and like forward the story. Some of those cutscenes are fantastic. They're actually um, blocked out pretty well. A lot of animation, a lot of good voice acting there. They're a lot of fun to go through. But like we said earlier, the dungeons are fantastic. And they're so much fun to play. And there's a good amount of reward there. There's a good amount of like... I mean, it's a good way to meet people, I would say. Although, I don't know... I haven't done that as much. I haven't done so much the social thing outside of the people I already know playing the game. But dungeons, definitely. The first time you do a dungeon in the game, you'll be a decent amount, decent level. I think like level 20, 25 is when you do your first dungeon. Uh, I, I think it's around wrong. 16. Is it around 16? I, I, I don't remember exactly where you started, but it uh, it's a lot of fun. When you do it the first time, you're like, oh, wow. This is great. This is so much fun. It's just all these mechanics I'm learning. Um, I'm, I'm working together with a team. You got your healer. You got your tank. You know, the usual MMO stuff. And um, you'll be doing that a lot. And it never really gets boring as much as you think. But yep. also, there's a wide variety of classes you can choose from, which is which are a lot of fun. I haven't played much of them. I've mostly just been focusing on DPS. Um, what class are you? Uh, I'm also DPS. It is. Uh, I'm, I'm doing the range DPS, though. I know that you're doing the uh, melee DPS. Yes, I'm what is commonly referred to as a floor <laughs> tank. 
uh, a dragoon because I die a lot. It's not my fault. I'm very good at dodging. I have video evidence of this, but it is very difficult to keep alive when you're that squishy. You do that much damage. And if we could talk a little bit about combat, I am not an expert on MMO combat. I can't offer a lot here. It is again, it's a, I know it's a tab targeting system. Positioning is very important when it comes to fights because you have, you have the flanks of an enemy and you have the back and the front. And a lot of your moves, um, specifically for me as DPS, involve being in the right position to deal the most amount of damage. So there is some moving around and with the way um, moves are positioned with enemy AOEs where they'll announce where it's going to happen, you need to move out of the way. So there's some dodging moves I've unlocked. It's, it's just very involved combat. It's not just tab, move forward, and then keep clicking your hotkeys. Yep. Um, one of the uh, best descriptions I've heard of that is a lot of MMOs, you do cooldown management. You, you have four or five skills on cooldown, and as soon as it gets close to its a zero line, you press the button again, you know, to, to compensate mm. for latency, and, and then you cast that ability, and you just basically keep on using your, your abilities. There's a little bit of comboing going on, uh, but in general, use them on cooldown. Uh, whereas, yeah. uh, I, I almost want to say Final Fantasy XIV's combat mechanics, especially at the later level, when, you, when you're low level, you have three or four skills, and you just use them as you see fit. As you get uh, to the later levels, your skill bar gets full, and you start needing to do the uh, the rotation that they call. And uh, the yes. rotation is literally just the sequence of skills and abilities that you use that is most optimum. And the game guides you on that to a very small degree, um, but it it's not enough. Yeah, it, it's definitely not enough. Um, and, and that kind of becomes like playing Guitar Hero to a certain degree, because you, you're like, ah, oh, okay, yes. so now it's two, three, four, wait, two, three, four, five. And, you know, it, it, you get into a rhythm, and and that's, it's a very fascinating way to do combat in an MMO. Uh, it, gets, yeah. it gets tricky sometimes uh, when you need to reposition. Uh, I'm playing Black Mage, which is notoriously known as, as the dragoon is known as the floor tank the the black mage is known as the one that keeps on standing in the bad aoe because you don't want to move uh but you have yeah. to move <laughs> and uh, you run yeah. off that and then you kind of have to change your sequence a little bit because uh each job has its own its own sort of unique mechanic it's got its own set of numbers that you need to maintain uh its own sort of bar or skill bar that you need to interact with and it makes it very fun it makes playing other classes very engaging um it can be very overwhelming uh, at certain points and one thing i'm very happy to say that they start doing uh, these miniature combat encounters that you have uh where you know you're so you're not in a dungeon or anything but you solo go and uh, fight a boss as part of a cinematic sequence or whatever the situation might require. They start yeah. using those as uh, as gatekeepers, so to speak. If if you don't play your class average or, or decently, uh, you'll know when you're in that encounter and you can't beat it uh, at the normal level then you know if you, you, know, you go into this encounter and you die, uh, you know that, ah, oh, okay, cool, I need to look at my rotation, I need to look at the amount of damage I'm putting out or the amount of healing or whatever, whatever your class's mechanic is, and you need to rework that a little bit, and then you go into the encounter again, and when you pass those encounters, you kind of you know that in a boss fight, you're at least contributing a decent amount. Yeah. No, that's true. And um, to, to talk a little bit on my side as a DPS uh, slash floor tank, there the rotation, because there's two kinds of cooldown with my combat. There is global cooldown and ability cooldown, which, which means there's a fun little extra thing, which the game never taught me. I, I somehow discovered this on my own, where you can use different cooldowns to sort of like override each other. In my case, it's a whole combo going of like, you know, buff myself, hit 
hit hit the enemy with hit the boss with like my first attack then do a jump and as i'm jumping the jump has a has a um has its own unique cooldown and then my global cooldown goes off and when i finish with my jump attack i immediately can do my second combo attack and so i continue going that through and then eventually i'll just combo like that the whole time do maximum amount of damage change my positioning if the tank isn't moving around too much <laughs> which tanks i love you but stop doing that <laughs> stop moving all the time you're making it very hard for us to hit an enemy from behind if he keeps changing position um but yeah there's this whole you you get into this rhythm and like you said it's a lot like guitar hero because you do extra damage if you hit your ability just as it's ready for attack like as soon as the counter is done like loading and you hit it that's when you do the optimized amount of damage and if, i think if you go like if you hit it before it's ready then it reduces some of the percentages and like there's a again there's a lot here that the game does not explain but there are more a few videos online which properly explain this in a way. And I watched those videos and I have to admit, admit I sat there going like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Two things. One, I figured out how to best play Dragoon on my own. That's cool. But secondly, I've been whiffing my attacks a lot. I didn't know that was a thing, but now I do. And it's... Man, it's it's again, it's a game. It keeps giving you more stuff to work with. The Dragoon Gloss, I just unlocked a new bar, which I can fill up to do extra damage. Again, I just keep doing more damage, and it's so cool playing as it. Because the armor also looks cool, and my character just keeps looking cooler and cooler the further I go into it. And minus the combat, there's a bunch of other stuff you can do as well. Like, there's the Hunt Log, there is the there's the Golden Saucer which is a bunch of casino games you can go have a lot of fun with. Uh, Triple Triad, which is the card game, very Yu-Gi-Oh-like, nothing like Yu-Gi-Oh. But if you <laughs> play Triple Triad before in Final Fantasy IX, it's just that, but a bit more difficult, I would say. And then there is my favorite thing to do in Final Fantasy XIV. And this is, you know, you've had a rough day, you just want to relax. Go to any city center and there will be a bard performing a hit song i stared at a bard for 20 minutes and she was playing everything from uh, guns and roses to bon jovi and i think a kesha song oh wow it was fantastic it was fantastic she was just playing all the songs and i was like sitting there like i can't look away i have to listen i have to clap i just wish i could throw money at her or something there is an emote i think to throw money in the air but i don't have it yet yeah i, um, I I think I was traveling through Uldah at some point, and I, I full on thought I walked into a full concert because there was a there was a, a line of six different bards playing different instruments. I think they were playing like old Final Fantasy songs, and uh, in front of them there were so many people just shaking glow sticks in the air, and I, I was just yes. like, "What weird alternate reality have I walked into?" Where in an MMO there are people literally attending a concert in the middle of a city. I want to say, and this is not a controversial statement or anything, but my thing about this game, I've played not a lot of MMOs, but I've been into, I've recently, the last two years, I've really, no, three years, I've really started getting into online gaming. I used to be a single player only gamer. Um, I've played a lot of Tarkov. Uh, Apex, stuff like that. And the thing about Final Fantasy XIV that I've never seen anywhere else is I've never seen an online game where its community is just so happy to be there. Oh yeah, that's so true. They're just happy to be there. They're happy to have new people come in and they're very welcome and everyone just enjoys the world so if you just want to go to a place where you can feel welcomed where you where everyone's having a good time nobody is just being mean to each other for the sake of i don't know winning prestige or whatever there's not a lot of toxicity there then fall fantasy 14 is that world 
because it feels like a world. Yeah, and if you if you do join the game and and you do your first dungeon, and and you have a little bit of a bad experience in terms of uh, people being mean and and stuff like that, mm. it's it's the exception. Uh, it's not the norm. At do all. do go do it again. Uh, queue mm. for another. Well, depending on how it goes, queue uh, again. Uh, try it again. You're you're unlikely, I think, to have the same bad experience twice in a row. And it it's 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 kind of like the entire game as a whole uh, is like that. It's um, the the community is very very positive. There are negative elements. Every community has them, but in general. Yes. Uh, people are helpful. Uh, online guides are not condescending. Um, mm. People giving advice are not acting uh, authoritative. They're they're not like this is the only way to do this. Uh, people aren't overly negative about uh, aspects of the game. You're not going to see. Uh, you do sometimes get a little bit of. Uh, Negativity, especially around the, the what they call the filters that that prevent people from continuing the game, but even those, yeah. the, the developers are addressing in their own way. It's hmm. it's such a wholesome place. And to bring up dungeons again, there's no um, disadvantages or like there's no penalties for dying. To speak of, you're not losing out on loot. You're not losing out on experience or any stuff. You just you just try again, and if the the party dies a little too many times, you get a bonus. You get the echo happens, which gives like percentages increase to how much damage and healing you do. So it just if you keep dying in a dungeon and some or a boss fight, and some of them have like hour long timers, the game will just be like, okay, you know, here's a little something to help you out. Here's a little something to make it easier. And the thing is, and I, I've said this before, this is. This is actually in canon because um, the Echo, as they call it, is an ability your character has in game that involves seeing into the future. So it's not just the thing they pulled out of nowhere. It actually makes sense to the story. And a lot of people, I mean, I've had, I've been in some of the hardest, some of the hardest dungeons I've ever done in a video game. Ultima's Bane, uh, the ballad song. Holy hell, that took us an hour long to beat that thing. Nobody was negative. I've only had one instance where people got really negative, and I, d I still don't understand what happened there at all. That was a freak occurrence of someone deciding to troll everyone, question mark. But otherwise, it's just an incredibly positive experience. And I, I've never seen anything like this, where it's just a community that enjoys being there, enjoys the game a lot. And they're always so positive towards the the people making the game the 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 director of the game Yoshi P is also just someone who loves MMOs and you feel it you feel this is a game made with just love in its heart that's very true and um uh talking throwing back to the echo a little bit that that mechanic uh regardless of whether or not they have a law reason for it from a, a game design perspective it makes you feel like the developers aren't... They want you to complete their content. They don't want to yes. prevent you from, from finishing this game. They, they want you to experience the good things and the endings and various things like that. So, so it feels a lot less as though you are pitting yourself against a bunch of developers that have built this challenging mm. puzzle and more like... Uh, they have created something wonderful, and even if you're not as good at it as the rest, they want you to experience it too. And again, even if you're struggling with some stuff, I've also had this problem where I've done things wrong, and someone's just like, hey, try that instead, and I'm sure it'll help. I'm like, oh, thanks. And it's it's helped, because it, it's, it's, a very, it's just an incredibly... It's probably the one of not even just multiplayer it's like one of the most accessible games for an average gamer like like someone who doesn't play a lot of games someone who plays hardcore games it's just it's a game for everyone whatever you want out of it you can find it there even uh 
one thing that they introduced later if crafting is the thing that you really enjoy in the game uh, there are parts of the story that engage that they're not mandatory parts so obviously people who don't who don't care about crafting they don't they don't have to do that but it gives it gives everyone mm. something exciting about the game it gives everyone something cool to work towards or work on um yeah and it it's just the crafting professions uh, have a story yeah and and it it's so like you said it's so accessible w- one thing uh if you're new to the game and you're going into your first dungeon one thing that i'd say they do have a tutorial system for it uh you go talk to this person and yeah. they they take you into a bunch of mock battles uh, that's worth doing for two reasons it it gives you an item that gives you an xp boost which is great but it gives you at least the fundamental understanding of what your role is supposed to do in combat. Uh, and it's the closest thing that game has to a decent tutorial for your class. Uh, yeah. And that in itself makes it more accessible. Yeah, that's true. And there's also there's a lot of classes. Whatever you want to play as, healer, tank, DPS, there's a lot of, there's a lot of options for you to play around with. Yeah, if if you want to go full explosion magic, just explode everything. You can you can go with black mage. <laughs> if you want to throw a yeah. literal robot at someone, go for go with mechanist. No, there's there's a lot, and you just unlock more. It's it's like we said, it is a fantastic, wonderful, wonderful game, and a, and a, and a just a, a wholesome experience the whole time. And once you get into the part where you can talk to other people about it, I think. And I've discovered this. A lot of people just enjoy watching new fans of the game blossom into it. Because they really love this world. And they just want to share it with everyone. Which, touche, game devs. Touche, Yoshi P. You've made something fantastic. Yeah, they've they've definitely gone out of their way to make something that that is an experience that you want to share. And uh, I think that's where a lot of the... The fan base can seem a little bit, uh, I, I, I don't want to say it because I'm, I'm one of those, uh, seem a little bit rabid in terms of trying to get people <laughs> to play it. Uh, yeah. But it's it's for sharing that amazing t- story experience, dungeon experience. It Everybody just wants to share it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That is what it is. It's, it's an experience worth sharing as well. But yeah... Thank you so much for coming on to this podcast and just gushing over Final Fantasy XIV. I feel like um, we've been gushing over it now for a while because it is a wonderful game. And I've said this now probably a hundred times, but I will continue saying it until I am done done with it. Yeah, um, anytime. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of talking about Final Fantasy. I'm a big fan of talking about game design, game music, and this is one game that does them all. Yeah, it does them all incredibly well. So tell me, where can people find you if they want to see your content? Uh, in general, you can pop on my uh, Twitter, which is Kama underscore Fox. Uh, there should be a link there linking to my YouTube, uh, which has spotty content at best, my stream, which happens whenever I have the, the capacity to do so, or just my general mm-hmm. commentary and and things like that. That's great, and I hope everyone gives you a look, especially when it comes to Final Fantasy VIII content, because I know you got some cool things in the work. And Final Fantasy VIII is the eight. Final Fantasy fourteen. Sorry, everyone. I don't know why I suddenly thought about eight. Maybe that game needs a replay. For a moment, I thought, how do you know I'm trying to get to play that game? (laughs) It just jumped in my head. I have no idea. Psychic. But everyone knows you can find me, WolfBandan08, on all my socials, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. I got the other ones as well, but I barely use them because I don't want to say I'm lazy, but I have a new full-time job and it's been taking a lot out of me. But there's going to be, there's a lot of Fall Fancy 14 content, a lot of fun times, so I hope to see you all there. Thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. Thank you everyone for listening. This was a wonderful time. I will talk about Final Fantasy XIV another time as well. Who knows when in the future, but stuff's happening. 
But I'm going to try and make more episodes of Indie Soup, which focus on indie games. I got plans for the future, and they're going to be great. But thank you, everyone. I hope you have a wonderful evening, afternoon, morning, whatever time of day it is. And I will see you all next time. Bye-bye. Cheerio. Cheerio.